everybody, welcome to the 78th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just a reminder to follow us on Patreon to get some cool exclusive benefits like access to our livecast and uh, the ability to vote on bands that we talk about every month, potentially. We will then poll in a second, but we will. And you also get access to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, which is called AnimeCast, where you can hear uh, me p- poorly explain animes to Levi. We are going to be getting back on that anime route pretty soon here. Uh, we'll be recording quite a bit more, I feel. We've been chatting about that, and I'm definitely due for an anime cast. You are. Like one, so. And this time, we mean it. For real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not joking. We're not, we're not kidding at all. We, we feel like Christian, they get it. They get it. They get it. No. For real, though, we got a, we've got a bunch of anime <laughs> that, that, we, that we're ready to talk about. So. Cool. All right, cool. So what's good with you? Just chilling, man. Um, fucking, uh, I think the parrots, uh, I basically gave them hella seeds and fruit, and I shut the door, mm-hmm. but I do hear them screaming uh, behind me uh, through the door. Okay. So uh, during during the tracks, I'll just like have to like poke my head out there and make sure they're, they're are where they are. Okay. So, uh, what about you? What's up with you? Um, just finished sending out all those under the pier orders, so today I'm just like <laughs> taking a break from doing just constant packing of orders, you know, just so many fucking orders. You look tired slash lit. I'm very lit. Yes, I, I did. I oh, may have had a beer cool. before this. <laughs> it's so funny how you have one or two beers and you're like, your eyes get like stonier than when you get high. Like, it's it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't really drink that much, but when I, when I guess when I do, I, I get I get cross-faded pretty easy. What can I say? Yep. You do. You really are like a like a three beer guy. Yeah. Basically, right? Yep. That's like. Yeah. I don't even drink beer anymore, really. Like, I'm drinking beer right now, which is sort of uncharacteristic. I've been, last few months I've been drinking mostly uh, like vodka when I drink. That's what I got tonight. I got a little Greyhound. Okay. Nice. What is a Greyhound? I haven't even touched it though. Greyhound, vodka, and grapefruit juice. Okay. Um, if you were like a to salt but... the rim. It's yeah. Uh, if you were to salt the rim, it would be called a salty dog. Uh, it's actually what my father would drink as a child and everything. So literally, probably the first drink I ever like took a sip of or something oh. like that was a salty dog. Okay, so yeah. it's like a generational Sebastian thing then. Like a greyhound, a greyhound. If you order a greyhound, not a greyhound, but I mean, if you order a salty dog, mm-hmm. that's like, that's kind of like a bloody Caesar. It's like it's available, but ain't not many people ordering a bloody Caesar. You know, like, and that, and you know what a bloody Caesar is. I, I do not. What is a, for our listeners? What's uh, a bloody it, Caesar? <laughs> Uh, instead of a, uh, uh, well, a, a Bloody Mary is the tomato juice with vodka. Uh, the Bloody Caesar is Clamato and vodka. Oh, okay. Yep. I, so you that clam, sounds fucking tomato. disgusting. It is, Christian. It's, <laughs> it's fucking, yeah. That sounds like some old man shit. Dude, uh, my my boy Caesar that uh, took the photos uh, for uh, Veronica and I's wedding and everything, mm-hmm. uh, he... I'm not sure if it's just like just the, the the Mexican in him or something like that, but he will straight up buy Clamato and just drink it, and like as we're out skating and stuff, just enjoying it. And I just he's on another level. I just don't understand. No, I don't. Wolfson, yes, old fashioned's always a good one. Absolutely. Um, for everybody out there, I like to drink and I drink a little too much. So uh, yeah, we can talk about beverages the whole fucking time. We can do cocktail cast for sure. Cocktail cast. <laughs> 
Oh, what, Robert, what do you got? What does Robert got there? Robert's got a uh, liquid. He's got liquid in the glass. Good. That's oh, gin and tonic. Sorry. If you're listening on the podcast, you can become. Uh, you can join us on the live cast <laughs> in the chat and Discord by becoming a member of our Patreon. So go check that out. Be part of the Clear Liquor Boys, as Robert yeah. is telling me. That's what we are, Clear Liquor Boys. All right. Gang, gang, or whatever the kids say these days, right? Huh? Gang, no, gang? No. no? Oh, okay. Don't, no. don't get. Okay. Don't. Do not get me involved in this. Okay. <laughs> You're hip, aren't you, Levi? I got a beanie on. I don't cool. go out of the house, yep. but I know you hang out with much younger people, so... <laughs> wait, whoa, 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 wait, no, 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 wait. I feel like you're sticking in a lot of incriminating evidence right now. What's going on here? Exactly. <laughs> Later, I'm going to put it all um, into a reel and be just like... Yeah, you chop it! <laughs> <laughs> and just like, you agree I with totally me, right, bud? I agree with you, Christian. <laughs> And that's how we finally put him away for good. Uh, yo, can I? Can I? Don't cancel me. Everybody's tried so many times. I just keep coming back. Just I don't listen. I keep coming. Um. <laughs> just like, oh, I'm from the Midwest. Doot, doot, doot. You all love the heat. You guys want it. You want the heat. Uh, but uh, um, I was gonna ask you. We should uh, uh, we should possibly do a shout out to all our admins uh, on the episode tonight or something like that too. Because I saw Robert up in there earlier. I was like, wait, who are all admins again? Like, fucking there, like it's him, Jeff. Who else? Uh, Kevin, as well. Kevin. Yeah. Or actually, I'm not sure if Jeff is an admin or not. Maybe maybe he is. Maybe. Jeff just runs the music. I think <laughs> I'm not even sure. He's just Jeff is Jeff. We we let him get away with a lot of a lot of posting in the chat. Yeah, posting music, which sort yeah, of... why aren't, yeah. Why why aren't we? We should cancel Jeff. Why don't we do something like that instead of me? We should cancel Jeff. Just go ten years back on his Twitter. And you'll you'll find something. <laughs> I bet, honestly. I bet. We should do that over a beer one night. <laughs> Just go back and see shit. Uh, Yo, how long have you had your Twitter? Uh, for the math, math? For MathCore Index? MathCore Index's mm-hmm. Twitter is from 2009. Dude, we need to go back on that, too. <laughs> That'll be good. Look... Maybe you can't see I it. Don't, I can't see. It's blurry. I can't see it. But I, I'm like okay, holding I it so you. still. I, it's still blurry. Y- yeah. Yeah. Can you see October yeah, 2009? But I got a small. I, I got a. Li- I got you in a tiny screen. I got you a little. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forget you don't have a desktop display like I do. Nope. You you operate like a, a goblin <laughs> a goblin in your your cave with your little fucking. <laughs> it is my it is my candy studio. I, <laughs> To be fair, that is how we used to record, though. Like, I used to just take that fucking that shitty little laptop and use, uh, you know, Audacity because it was the only thing that the thing could run. To... Did you throw away that little laptop? No. Or do you just still have it for memories? I still have that laptop just in case Dude. my PC takes your shit again and we can continue recording using it. <laughs> it runs Who Audacity. Fucking... That's all I need. Who gave you that? Was it one of the Midnight Snackers? Yeah, that was Dylan that? Lap- Dylan's laptop. Dylan! Which is, fun fact Dylan about... Dylan has come in clutch. He really has. D- fun fact about Dylan Haas of the Midnight Snackers and uh, Big Brave Dog. I get, you're welcome. I gave him a great moniker. Uh, and then somebody stole it subsequently. He, yeah, he gave me not only that laptop, he gave me that green guitar that I'm currently using for Antarctica. So, and it's like, it's perfect for that shit. Oh, the splattery one or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very unlike you, but it's a, it's a very cool guitar. Yeah, right? I, I was like, I've been playing matte black guitars for, you know, uh, 
fucking 20 years, so just, when someone finally gives me something with a splash of color, I'm like, holy shit, this is... This is rather stimulating. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, I thought you were straight up like borrowing. I thought like that looked like kind of like Quaid's. I thought you just like jacked that shit for a while or something. I mean, yeah, but. I'm sort of the, the steward, if you will, of that guitar currently. But mm. yeah, I, I plan on utilizing it fully for Antarctica. <laughs> um, are you still saving up for that Eddie Van Halen guitar that you've always wanted? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's funny you say that because actually my my amp is an EV, not an EVH, but uh, it's it's a PV, you know. So it's a PV sixty five oh five plus, which is like an upgraded version of the fifty one oh fifty one fifty. That is, which is uh, Eddie Van Halen's signature amp. So hmm. no shit. Yeah. Okay, did not know that. Yeah, like as, as far as like high gain amps, like it's fucking it crashes. I I love my my PV. Shit fucking kills. It's not exactly versatile, like, you can't use it to, like, play jazzy stuff at all or anything. Mm -hmm. If you were to, like, pick up a... I think the reason that, that that green guitar sounds so good is because it has humbuckers, but if you didn't have a humbuckers and it was just single coil, I don't think it really... a high-gain amp works as well with a single coil guitar. I feel like you need either humbuckers or some hot pickups and, a, like, a noise gate. I'm not sure if this is just jargon mm -hmm. to you because you don't play guitar. Really, no, I, I mean, the numbers are clicking with me and everything, honestly. Yeah, totally. I'm just trying to listen to so I don't get lost. <laughs> Gear nonsense, you know. Yep. Uh, yeah, fucking, uh, you want to party or what? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Let's talk about some bands. So the first band or the first project or artist that we're going to talk about, I should say, is Joshua Travis. And Joshua Travis is a progressive metalcore guitarist and solo artist known for his work with the Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza, Glass Cloud, uh, When Knives Go Skyward, and more, the much maligned Amure, <laughs> for example. And, yeah. Yeah. And he just released his uh, debut EP, No Rest, on March 18th via Sharp Tone Records, which features a rather star-studded cast of guest vocalists, including yes. a... Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good guest vocalists on this thing. Andy Chichek, Chichek, of Monuments. Chichek, I believe. Chichek. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, that's uh, right off the bat. I'm just gonna say uh, that was uh, on with his track specifically. Um, I am quite blown away by the low range that he went. Uh, this is lower than he's ever gone with Monuments before. Um, so it was really cool to see that lower register, I guess, come out with him. Uh, and that's a that's a whole thing with this. Uh, I'm gonna just grab it from you, Christian. Uh, this this whole EP. It's um, I like it because it is basically a solo project that is centered around collaboration. Like he really let the vocalists take hold and do whatever they want. And I feel like most of these vocalists did some pretty like new things and got to experiment. It's almost like, yeah, you got one range and you're like, I've always just wanted to do fucking death growls, but Monuments isn't, isn't ready for it. That kind of thing, you know? So boom, got a track, get to throw some death growls in there and everything. You get a chance to try out I think some different really techniques, yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I can only, I, I mean, I know that it's COVID and I know the whole situation, so I'm guessing it wasn't like everybody's in the same room together feeling off the electricity, but I would like to imagine that in my head is what happened. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Andy definitely kills his track. I mean, that's not my favorite track on the EP necessarily, but... No, no, no. The one with Ryo Kinoshita of Crystal Lake and Chad Capper, collaborator from When Knives Go Skyward on... God, what is that track? Leviathan. That's that's like the fucking... Oh. That track crushes. Oof. 
That is thick as mud. That is fucking, it kicks off hard. Um, Joshua Travis, uh, just such a distinct artist. It, it, you just, you hear him. You know that technique immediately. Um, it's just, it's so ridiculous. Today I was really tripping out about it. I mean, um, it's almost like at some point you can't take him anywhere because he just fucking sounds like Joshua Travis, you know? It's really interesting. It's like you try to like have like Tom Mariah like sing for another band. It's like, I get it, but it's still Slayer. Like, you hear it. Like, it's fucking Slayer. Like, I just, I the, the head bob, I just go right to Danza no matter what I'm listening to. Uh, I, I enjoy Glass Cloud myself, but... Yeah, man, it's just this this head bobby groove is absurd that he does and basically crafted and everybody kind of takes it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I will agree with you that his technique is like unmistakable, totally readily recognizable. But I will say that the more mathy and dissonant elements have kind of been dropped on this mm-hmm. release. It's more in favor of like heavy grooves, you know, it's it's way more groove oriented this time around. But fans of Joshua's technique will still appreciate what's happening on this release for sure. Um, wait one second here. One one second. I just uh, I had one. I had it in my note. Um, so I believe I'm gonna think of the album here. One second, bud. Uh, yeah. So ultimately, this EP, it's almost like Joshua Travis just finished Danza Four, and then went into this. Um, cause you know. On Danza Four, you have basically that the Alpha, the Alpha Omega track where you got the dude from Whitechapel and the dude from. It's very Spies similar in concept to that track. I hear what you're saying already. Boom, you know, and even the the sound. He's got this kind of like a um, dissonance in his in his guitar work on Danza Four that he doesn't do in other uh, releases. That uh, it just kind of shines out. Like I literally feel like it's a continuation of Danza Four in a good way. Like, it's almost like I listened to Alpha and the Omega, and then there was, like, five bonus tracks of other fucking guest vocal kind of shit going on. Um, it, it, it was great. Uh, didn't mean to compare in a bad way. Just it's it, it just stuck in my head today. I was like, fuck, this is so Danza 4. Yeah, I, I suppose it is. There's there's definitely some sim- uh, similarities, arguably, for sure. Yep. Yeah, I want to say preface this by saying that I had very high expectations given his previous work, you know, with Danza... But, you know, I, in a lot of ways, I'm sort of left a little unsatisfied, you know? I wish it was a bit more, I, like, aggressive and less, like, repetitive, you know? I don't... I, I just... I don't I don't see him doing much more of this. Uh, I, I wonder if it was just a, a one-time thing, you know? Uh, I, but, um... I enjoyed it myself. Uh, you know, I, I I dig fucking heavy EPs, just short, fast, to the point, get it done with, you know? Mm-hmm. Nice and digestible. Uh, I just didn't pick up on those same things. I really enjoyed the heavy groove, and I really didn't need much more than that. Uh, I can understand you being the guitarist and everything, kind of looking for a little more technicality there and mathiness. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think that might be a bias for me bobs. for sure. Yep, yep. I mean, as as just like a layman as far as playing music and everything, like I listen to it, but I don't perform it and all that. So when I listen to it, it's like, oh, this fucking sounds heavy. This is good, you know. I just, I, you know, and I, I think if you're way. a member, a fan of any like the guest vocalists bands, that you'll probably enjoy this EP too, because the project is kind of like reminiscent of bands like Reflections mm-hmm. in a way. Maybe not so much of Fit for a King. Um, Ryan Kirby, by the way, has a, a great feature on this, and Jake Wolf of Reflections is on this EP. Yeah. His appearance is really, really good. His, his, yet hearing him on this EP reminds me how influential his vocal technique is. Like all like this quote unquote sludge wave bands kind of sound like that, you know, like barrier and youth forever. And 
who, who else am I thinking of who's like a newer kind of manifestation that sleep sculptor kind of had they all have that very similar kind of vocal approach mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a lot of ways it reminds me of a life once lost too just in how groove oriented it is you know just as like on extended <laughs> range instruments seven or eight strings whatever he's playing word so uh yeah I gotta say that Leviathan was the one that took the cake for me Chad definitely kills his part but I gotta say that Ryo from Crystal Lake provides what is ultimately the best vocal feature on the CP, dude. His his appearance is really, really good. I do favor Web of Lies with uh, Andy, uh, but I will say Leviathan in general was my favorite track. I'll say I was a bit more meh on Web of Lies, but the gu- mm-hmm. the guitar solo at the back end fucking kills, and I do think Andy's vocals are super good. It's just like, I feel like that main like motif kind of outstays its welcome on the close of the track specifically. It's like repeated so many times to the point where it's like a fade out. You know what I'm saying? And that was not the, that wasn't what I wanted to, my, my ear wanted to hear, I guess. I don't know. Word. Uh, I vote we give him Leviathan though. I, f- I feel like we got Chad. We got Ryo. Both those. It's like the best vocal features on the, the EP. I think. Love it. Cool. Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Leviathan, which is track two from No Rest, which is uh, off of Joshua Travis's debut EP, which came out March 18th via Sharp Tone Records. Here we go.
All right, so that was Leviathan, which is track two from Joshua Travis's new EP, No Rest, which came out on March 18th via Sharptone Records. So next, we're going to talk about Forests. Forests are a three-piece emo math pop band from Singapore, which is a lot easier than saying poppy emo math rock like I did the last previous time, you know, the, the previous times we talked <laughs> about the band. So I've sort of compressed it using the math pop, uh, math pop descriptor, which I feel like is sort of is apt, isn't it? Isn't that kind of like check it's, out? Yeah, it's to, it's to the point. Makes complete sense. Absolutely. Shorten it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they've just become progressively like more poppy as their career has progressed. Um, and they just released their third full length album, Get In Losers. We're going to Eternal Damnation which came out on April 1st. That is such a great album title, by the way. It's brilliant. Love it. Yeah. Can't believe somebody hasn't taken that yet. Right? It's like so obvious, which is kind of describes a lot of the lyrics that Daryl comes up with, I think. It's like, why didn't I think of that? It's such a clever turn of phrase. Yep. Um, we uh, we spoke of this, I feel like, the first time uh, that uh, the first time we covered him, and I, th- I think that like the first few episodes of Mathcast, uh, mm-hmm. and we were just blown away by the first episode uh, of Mathcast. Yep, we had, uh, first band we so episode by, one, Forests. Yep, had. Oh, was it first band? Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! But I just uh, I feel like uh, we've always commented on just like how they have such a fucking amazing grip and uh, writing uh, ability to match what American uh, Midwest emo kind of came from and then they just add a little bubbliness to it you know mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's it blows my mind it's perfect um that yeah uh and dare i feel like daryl um he's just uh i still i still enjoy his lyrics so much song titles are great um and uh his yeah his vocal stylings i'm absolutely all about uh this um this album naturally you and i have discussed before it's probably not going to rub us both the right way compared to the last two releases but uh yeah, yeah on on that i mean i wouldn't necessarily go that far but i will say that you know after the departure of their guitarist and backing vocalist uh adam who's a founding member of the band who left singapore for school yeah i was sort of concerned about the future of this project because he and daryl the bassist and lead vocalist and, and i suspect the principal songwriter had such an undeniable chemistry man like they really gelled so well together vocally like they had such great vocal interplay you know i will say that fortunately it seems like the energy and the spirit of this project does seem to have remained intact but yeah and you know the new new guitarist and backing vocalist daniel does definitely competently perform all of his parts guitar wise and vocally although i i feel like he doesn't truly get enough opportunities to like counterpoint daryl you know he doesn't get enough. Yep. I feel like his his parts are like sort of like not as prominent, you know. I feel like there is a little lack of a chemistry um, because if you really want to know what that was that those guys had, uh, they have, I believe, one or two tracks that they performed live, uh, walking through a forest, and you really do see uh, how those two mesh together. The vocal stylings—they're like chasing each other through the forest and still playing. Um, I dude, I just got goosebumps talking about it right now. I literally just got the feels from it. That is why. Uh, that is why I said that. You know, that's exactly what you just described is what is in my mind when I'm talking about the chemistry that Adam and Daryl have. I wouldn't go so as so yep. far as to say that like uh, Daniel and Daryl don't have good chemistry, but yeah, I mean, it was what 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 was previously in the the band was just so undeniably magical. So you know, I want to live in the past, but yeah, um, 
in in that way, at least vocally, I, I think that it didn't quite meet my expectations. Instrumentally, though, it it certainly holds up. Um, they're flirting with a lot more pop on this album, even more than the last couple releases. Yes. But they, yes. one thing I appreciate is that they actually do take the time to like do some experimentation with some electronic elements on the back end of the album. And a couple, I think on the second, or track seven and nine, they both have a couple brief electronic interludes. And I'm like, this sounds like postal service or something. Like, I want to hear more of that. <laughs> I, got, I got that vibe for you sure. You know what I'm too, saying? Like, that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That comparison just came to it's, me right it, now, but. They snuck it in. They kind of like stuck it underneath the rug, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll take some of this." Like, oh, we're pretty good, you know. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't uh, over all the tracks, you know. Right. Uh, but ultimately, there there are a few tracks here that um I'm I I enjoy, but I as I'm as I listen to the album more, I am kind of noticing I'm skipping over them a little bit, uh, and I don't really do that with other Forest releases. So there was like one track that I didn't enjoy in particular since we're, we're talking about, you know, things that we weren't so keen on. It was at the end of the mm-hmm. day. It's night. The beginning of that song just felt way too much like a nineties alt rock radio song. Just like the main lick with like the acoustic guitars over the electric guitars sort of just like reinforces that nineties comparison for me. It does have a nice bridge though. I'll say that because then that's one of the points in the record where Daniel actually gets to add some nice vocal counterpoint and the closing gain, uh, gang chants at the end are pretty nice, too, actually. Gotta love those forest gang chants. They fucking, they, they sprinkle them all over. It's always good. Yeah, for sure. There, there's plenty of that on this album. So, and that's what I mean by the spirit of this project has been retained. Like, those essential elements, the the kind of follow Troy-ish, almost Chon-like riffs with the, you know, sentimental Midwest emo lyrics that kind of recall Algernon Caldewalder. I can never say the name of that fucking band. Cap'n Jazz mm-hmm. Worship Band. Um, yeah. You know, Delta Sleep, all, all those kind of things that are like really like nostalgia inducing and sentimental and good good breakup music. <sighs> yep. Uh, Fool of Hell, I think that's a great opener to this album. For, I mean, great, great song title, first of all. <laughs> yep. Because you know Daryl likes grindcore. He's like a, a grindcore head. Doesn't everybody in Malaysia kind of like grindcore? Well, he's I'm pretty sure they do. He lives in Singapore, but yeah, worm in, rot, okay. he, he's basically he's wearing a worm rot shirt on a lot of their promo photos, which they then like used on the cover of their second album. You know, when it's like they're in front of the the um, Japanese convenience store. Yep, that's kind of when I imagine Daryl in my head. He's wearing a worm rot <laughs> T-shirt, so uh, that that worked apparently. Yeah, he's a he's a, a based grindcore enjoyer as well. Love you, Daryl. By the way, Daryl, what's up? He's he's such a fucking such a cool dude and such an amazing songwriter and uh, musician. Like truly, I, I think like a an emo math rock visionary. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that Forests is like one of the bands like leading that sound. Really, I mean, along with Delta Sleep, I think that they're both uh, even even though Forests is such a you know, so far away from like North America and Europe, or the say, let's say like the prime market for this music is like, I feel like they still are like making waves this far, that far away, rather. They they are, but I definitely see um, a limitation and uh, kind of a restriction on like how far they've spread their roots, just due to not being in the states, in Europe, or even in general, just uh, touring outside into the states or Europe. You know, I mean, could you imagine if they're in the, in the U.S., man? They would be fucking popping off at shows yeah they'd be... but I, it also seems that their their local shows there seem pretty amazing everybody's group chanting and 
crowd's always full, so that's good. Yeah, they do well here. I don't know about the UK. I can't really speak that intimately about what the scene is like for. I mean, I know Brighton. I'm is, going is on, popping off there. I'm but going on Delta. Sl- I'm going on Delta sleep rules. Here. Exactly. I'm, I'm just like that's why I say Brighton because you know, that's like the hub yeah. from what I understand. I mean, there's some mathcore bands there too, not just like math rock and emo shit. Mm-hmm. 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 And some prog, I think mm-hmm. even too. Mm-hmm. 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 Good talk. Good talk. Um, also, uh, <laughs> back to Fool of Hell, just really quickly. He briefly makes a mention in the lyrics to a Final Fantasy song, like a, a song from the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. <laughs> so that was nerd. Yeah, dating myself here, but that that sort of made my day. Wasn't seven your shit, or which oh, one yeah. was your shit at the middle? Seven, yeah, seven. I mean, okay. no, no, seven. Okay. You're talking. You're, no, no, no. Seven was my shit growing up, but at the Manila house, I played Final Fantasy yeah. eleven. Eleven. Okay. Eleven okay. Dog, I just, yeah. I had to. Yeah. Oh man, I don't even want to tell our listeners how many hours I put into that. It's shameful, though. Think of a shameful yeah, it, number it, and then and then triple it. <laughs> That's how many hours it I was, played. It was more than guitar. More time than he put into oh, the guitar. I'll tell you that right now. I hate you for saying that, but it, probably it was it was it was an hour of sweet picking and yelling fuck, and then you were. Oh, <laughs> Talk about it. What a fruitless endeavor, sweet picking. Something, I, a technique I don't even utilize at all anymore. Like, not in any of the songs that I write anymore do I try to like add a sweep. The only time I ever sweep is just as an exercise when I do my warm up with, um, you know, that the, the faceless, the couple faceless songs that I always play on stage. You know, yeah, the, the planetary duality kind exactly. of exactly. Um, uh, yeah, but the ancient covenant, this guy. <laughs> yep, I I literally shared a wall with this guy for uh, a year and some change, and uh, it was a lot of what the fuck, what the fuck, fuck, what the was more like, <laughs> like over and that, over. that was more like pre two thousand. At some point, I mastered it, you know. Like, uh, yeah, there was. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, or later on, you were fucking crushing it, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think at that time I was trying to like learn six string, which is like much harder because at the, the time I'd just been yeah. playing like three string, which is is much easier. Like it's more elementary to just do like a three. Didn't you string sweep? Didn't hmm? you have an SG at that time, and that was mm-hmm. it? Yeah, was just and that, that was my SG only, you had. Yeah, that was my only electric guitar. But uh, back to Forest, we're getting way off topic there. So uh, I think there's a lot of strong tracks on this, despite like my, uh, you know, just not just feeling like the the vocal harmonies aren't as rich. That's pretty much my main hang up about this album is I'm comparing it to their older releases, which isn't kind of like fair in a way, considering we've got different members and different vocal capabilities. Like, but um, despite that, there's a lot of good tracks. Again, Fool of Hell, as I mentioned earlier, Snowball. I just want to cite that one because it's got such a great chorus. Mm-hmm. Every time you come around, you got me feeling lost and found. Which, just speaking about obvious fucking lines, but just like so effective here too. Yep. Also the da 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 on the end too. <laughs> yeah, dude. pretty catchy, pretty fucking catchy. Just some good vocalizing. I think my favorite track though is probably "Jazz Ruined My Life." <laughs> Uh, Jazz Ruined My Life and Saint Loser are my two tracks, honestly. I was a bit lukewarm yeah, I, on Saint Loser, honestly. I, I felt yeah. like when that single dropped, that's when I was like a little concerned about how the rest of the album was going to turn out, actually. Word. I felt like it um, wasn't quite as exciting compositionally, and that's where I was you know, already noticing the, the change in like the vocal presentation. 
Yeah, you were quite concerned when we talked about it a few weeks ago. You're like, I don't know, man. Well, I mean, you know, after the album came out, now I'm a believer. Like, I bought the vinyl, and like, I, I genuinely, really, really enjoy the album. But I think it just happens when uh, a change that drastic happens in a band that you're just like so emotionally connected to. Like, you just have mm-hmm. uh, almost a visceral reaction to it because it's just so different, you know. Is Dog Knight doing that vinyl? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Better awesome. Get it Shout while out you Dog can. Knight. Fucking yeah, dude. Yeah, I really like the pressing. I agree. They put out some good stuff on vinyl, and I really like the pressings that I bought of Sun Moon Eat Grave Party and Japanese Comedian Store. Both those pressings mm-hmm. turned out really nice. Speaking of convenience stores, Value Dollar Fire Sale. <laughs> uh, great song title and uh, yep. great acoustic breather, too. That that kind of like took me back to the first album. Yes, a lot. Uh, in that first album, there was a lot more acoustics going on. Uh, it was acoustics with the group chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and great lyrics on that, too. You know, I should be charging you. You live in my head rent free. You know, it doesn't make any dollars and cents. Daryl, you like, son of a bitch. Ah! <laughs> you fucking son what of a, a bitch, Daryl. Again, this is an obvious double entendre, but he fucking just nails it so hard. Yep. It's almost like you got to go back to the books. You're like, seriously, nobody's done that yet? You got to go back and look at all the lyrics of everything. She's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Uh, deceptively simple, I think, is the word that we're looking, the phrasing we're looking for here. Yep. Uh, and also, Yoko, oh no. <laughs> shaking my head. I'm shaking my head. Uh, but uh, again, on that track, that that's where we see that electronic experimentation that I was speaking of earlier on the tail end of that track before they jump back into the, uh, you know, the hand clappy kind of stuff. Yeah. I think we should give them Jazz Ruin My Life, though. I feel like that that track just has it all. Uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, yeah, that, 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 that's the track. Uh, and, and naturally, the the St. Loser was a single already, so fuck that one. Yeah. I, <laughs> the one other thing that I really loved about uh, Jazz Ruin My Life is that <laughs> it's got... Um, that closing breakdown uses the scooter the the scooter guy breakup sample. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yep. <laughs> He's like, I know you're gonna pick him. You always will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna be able. To, I'm never gonna. Ah! He like speeds the, away. The attitude. The attitude there. It's like you said. It's it's really good breakup songs. The attitude is still there from the first album. Yeah. I mean, the 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 idea. You know, just like what he's writing about. So, uh, it's just in true forest fashion, man. Let's fucking, yeah, let's give it to him. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Jazz Ruined My Life, which is track six from Get In Losers. We're going to Eternal Damnation. And that came out on April 1st. Here we go.
I see it all, Christian. <laughs> you just take your whole desktop and just shove it out the window? <laughs> <laughs> Check it out, you sons of bitches! <laughs> Basically like Michael Jackson's your fucking desktop there. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> Michael Jackson, my desktop. No, I just... I, <laughs> Hang it out the fucking window. I just ran away with my, my camera for fun. <laughs> It felt appropriate. I don't know. No, it was good, man. It was fucking great. Um, that song is very appropriate. I'm glad we chose that one. Yeah, I love, I love the lyrics. So, so like charming, and um, again, that's where Daniel kind of gets a chance to sort of like, we get to see the good vocal interplay happening there, the back and forth yes. between their two parts yes. is is really uh, quite good there, quite well executed. I would describe that as I would describe that as some pretty good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Those two, so they're on their way to doing something more i guess for sure i'm, I'm definitely after this release i'm less skeptical after giving the whole thing a few consecutive listens now like the more i listen to it the more i'm like okay this is really good especially that track and the uh the acoustic track track eight whatever it's called can't recall right now we were we were just about there to do our old man cross our arms and shake our head thing but we didn't so <laughs> good on you forests yeah, we'll, we'll not resist change. <laughs> so that was Jazz Ruined My Life, which is track six from Get In Losers. We're going to Eternal Damnation, which came out on April 1st. And uh, there's 12-inch vinyl, as we mentioned earlier, via Dog Night Productions. And they do offer U.S. shipping, so at like a reasonable price. That's what's great about Dog Nights. Fucking don't understand how they do that and how that works, but it's amazing. They got they got a distro somewhere. They got a distro somewhere. So the next band we're going to talk about is Wombscape, which I have written here as Wompscape for some reason. <laughs> Honestly, checks out. Love it. Let's run with it. And uh, Wombscape are a mathcore trio from Tokyo, Japan. And they just released their debut EP, more or less, Forced yeah. Labor Songs on March 22nd. So uh, just a little background. Apparently, Wombscape have been around for over 10 years. Huh? Yeah, they've, they've been around since late 2010, as near as I can tell. Uh, but yeah, they, it's it's took them... Yeah, it's kind of shocking that it's taken them this long to like get a, a official release out. Uh, but wow, this material is really exceptional, though, I gotta say. I enjoyed this quite a bit. Fuck yeah, dude. I was not expecting this. Didn't know anything anything about this band. Um, I'm sold. I definitely need to buy this record. Uh, I mean, if not physically, just digitally. Uh, yeah. I, I, I would say this would be, even past Forests, I jammed Wombscape the most out of all the bands on this episode. Really fucking dug it. Wombscape. Yep. Womp. <laughs> Womp. What? What did you say? No, no, you say it. Say it. What did you say? <laughs> No. Oh, yep. Womp sweat. That's what I meant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. No. But Wombscape. I mean, it's just uh, Wombscape. Kudos. Fucking. Uh, I. I jam the shit out of you guys. I love it. So. Yeah. This is this is one of the best EPs released this year, if not the best. I, I feel like maybe the production could be just a little bit better, but man, the material is so fucking good. Like. Yeah. So anyway, that just to kind of get back to what I was saying a minute ago, like on Bandcamp, one of the releases says it's their second demo in the description. And one single says sample in parentheses. So 
I'm assuming there's another demo that's not on Bandcamp. Yeah, this does seem to actually be their first official release, even though they've been around since 2010, just to clear that up. Interesting. Uh, I really hope the band's going to listen and give us a little more info on all that. Yeah, let us know. Maybe we can get them on the podcast. One thing I want to praise about this release is the vocals. Like They have such a desperate and urgent feel to what they're doing, along with how chaotic the music is. It just really sort of just perfectly complements it. And the angular guitars really help drive all that home, too. Uh, the the seller for me is the just absurdly beefy, strong vocals that accompany this. Uh, it is truly relentless. Um, it, 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 that's honestly why I did it so. I listened to it so much. It was just the vocalist just kept grabbing me in the right way. <laughs> the vocals are really yeah, they're they're exceptional. I, I do gotta say the guitar work was a major highlight for me, along with the vocals though, especially the amount, the absurd, obscene amounts of sliding that are on this record. It's like. <laughs> there is so much slidey guitar work that it's almost like nausea inducing at times, especially on Laden Cradle, which like practically gives me motion sickness with how many times. I, dude, I wrote this. I wrote this. I said it gives me vertigo. I said this album almost gives me fucking vertigo. That's it's literally that what I have written track, here. Dog. That track, they repeat yeah. that part so many times to the point where I'm like, whoa, I'm starting to get like a little disoriented. <laughs> You must be this tall to listen to Wombscape. You gotta fit the ride, man. It's, it's fucking intense. It's like botch on steroids. So in a way, Gaza would also be an apt comparison. Oh, Gaza, yeah, especially with the fear, the ferocity of the vocals. The I would ferocity say a more on that vocals. Gaza side. Yep. Good call. Yep. Nice, nice adjective too. Don't fucking do that to me. I all right. Um, one thing that they do a lot of, which I'm not usually fond of, and you probably already know where I'm going with this, Levi was the inclusion of so many noise interludes, which makes up like four minutes of the 17-minute EP. But yeah, I will say that they are not poorly executed by any means, though. Like, I did not actually feel compelled to skip them. I will say that I would have, been more, I would have enjoyed them more in the context of a full length, though. I think that's like where you should normally put that kind of material. It rub. <clears throat> in, oh, sorry. So in an EP, uh, the only reason. Uh, so I will agree with you. Everything fit. It fits. Basically, the, the the noise fits. But what I don't really like about the the noise tracks, and I would almost describe them as filler in a good way. It's just the only way word I can describe it as. But uh, with an EP, it's like fuck, man. You only got so much real estate. You gotta. You got. Yeah, man. You really gotta watch out what you're doing. And I, it it did turn me off a little bit when I had to basically skip over track one the first time I'm fucking listening to it, listening to it because it's slow and I'm like, all right, 25 seconds. I'm like, 40 seconds. I'm like, it's a fucking noise track. 50, se- like 50, se- 50 seconds or whatever. And I just keep going. I'm like, ah, fucking all right. It's, it's a minute and 23 seconds of noise. All right, track two. Oh, track two. Wow, holy shit. And then we're off to the races, you know, but I just, I I don't know. I'm not much for that, the, for the for the intro to be just noise. Uh, I, I'll take the intro as an insert, like uh, an audio insert or something like that, something mm-hmm. from a movie. Fuck it. Love it. Take, I'll take it. But just <laughs> for a minute. And it's like, I hear, I totally agree with you. In most okay. cases, that I, that's something that I would skip. But like when I'm listening to this, like I feel like they're, what they're, they're doing in terms of like noise work or soundscaping is like not the worst stuff that I've heard. Like, it reminds me of something that a MySpace era band like Thumbscrew would do, where it's like you get a lot of yeah. like you get some really feedback and yeah, you get a lot of like feedbacky like interlude 
kind of moments, and then you get some like insanely heavy shit for like two minutes, like blistering shit. Just like, just like Thumbscrew, and I'm gonna say just like Full of Hell. If these good comparison actually are it, huh? good, good comparison because they I mean they implement yeah. noise in such a you know it's like a pivotal part of it's their a ta- instrumentation. Yeah, it's it's tasteful, man. It really it really complements it. But what I'm saying is that uh, oh fuck, what was it? uh da 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 full of hell da da um yeah, I I I was gonna Noise. go somewhere with full hell, but how about this? Noise. It just reminds me of full of hell. No. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, that checks out. Oh, this is what I was oh that's what I was gonna say. If if I do go see uh you know Womscape live and it's like they actually are like vocalist is down on all fours. The next time this, you're in uh, Japan, soundboard. Well, you know we always go together. Right. Math, math core index bro fest we always do that like in august you and me we always go to japan hang fest. out and everything mm-hmm. At, yep always go to japan with all of our math core index money that we make the tens of tens oh my god and screamo index too that's like 20s and 20s homie yep. we are fucking crushing yep. it anyways uh but uh yeah next time we go to japan we, d- we should check it out because i would like to see if uh you know he is like on all fours with a little soundboard or something like that because if he's if you're if that's being executed it's like oh shit it's an actual track never mind i'll i'll shut up but yeah anyways i skipped over okay yeah i I respect what you're saying though like i would definitely appreciate it a lot more if they they did it live that they're like hey here's how we actually (laughs) yeah you know but that may not be the case who knows maybe but because because once again you 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 made this noise you made it a single track and you titled it you better be fucking playing that shit live. If not, that's a filler. Anyways. Now, we're, we're almost getting, we're almost broaching the discussion of should you, should a, a band that plays shows, I think, more specifically record music that they cannot perform live. It's always been our conversation. Oh, yeah. I think I, I always kind of focus on that more, yeah, especially we when we were talking about, about like one indi- like individual, like one person projects mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We're like, yeah, fucking sign me up. But. We got a missing factor here. That's why you got to respect Chris Deering and the Soundman Inn's creation for just like putting Can you believe his it? fucking money where his mouth is and playing some fucking gigs. You got to love that. It's something about playing disgustingly brutal metal with a headset. Something special <laughs> about that. Kudos, Chris. I don't want to like, kiss your ass too much, he's but like the, it's something special. He's like the Madonna of grindcore. That's what I think every time I see it. It's like it's like the material girl phase. Well, no, no, she did it more during the the spiky booby phase. I think with the the, the headset or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just saw those eyebrows go up. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dude, Chris, Madonna you're like, you're like has our, always been hot. You're our, still hot to this day. You're you're our pointy breasted Madonna, basically. That's what I'm trying to say, Chris. So, also, Madonna, if you're listening, I love you. Please respond yeah. to my tweet. <laughs> yeah. I keep yeah. tweeting you. Please respond. I keep- Go on, go on, move. Um, what were you even talking about? I started thinking about Madonna over here now. I'm a little, little flustered. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just the, uh, just doing the solo thing. We're, I, basically right. going back right, to right, right, right. Can, can sure they perform can the, the noise elements live? Yeah, was sort of where we were going with that. And uh, I, I would suspect they probably can. So we'll just, we'll just move on. But yeah, some tracks that I really enjoyed. I mean, it's a, a short EP, so I'm going to name the tracks now for you that have the math core parts, and that's. Kurogane was, I think, like my favorite track overall. Uh, I mean, the, the, the songs are kind of like short form, but despite the short length of this track, like it's one of the more hard hitting and memorable moments, you know? 
there is individuality in each of these tracks. Definitely. Uh, I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm getting lost where it's like, oh, I'm running track three. I thought I was listening to track one still, like that, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, just blast, boom, stops. Next one, bam. Next one, bam. Next one, bam. So <laughs> yeah, code code stigma is kind of like a vein track in that way because it's like 38 seconds, but um, fuck yeah. I mean, it's good call. Or maybe is that the track I'm thinking of? I don't even know. McCann, Mc... I, I just know that I, when you say a vein track, I was like, I know exactly. They're what kind you're of on that. About they're compositionally, they're kind of on that vein tip a little bit. Yep. Um, Mechanical ritual. I thought that was a good track. And then, as I mentioned earlier, laden cradle, like that. The sliding guitar work on that track is is really something else. We're gonna play for you, Kurogane, but definitely go listen to laden cradle. Oh, there's also a really good music video for Kurogane, which I'll try to link for you in the description. Nice. Nice. So with that, we're going to play for you Kuragane, which is track one from Womscape's debut EP, Forced Labor Songs, which came out on March 22nd. Here we go. So that was Kuragane, which is track three from Wombscape's new EP, Forced Labor Songs, which just came out back in March. Sorry, just a moment. I'm trying to find my fucking notes. I think I just... Fuck all this shit. Let's talk about Screamo. <laughs> Well, actually, that's funny you say that. No, you know what I'm saying? I, I, that was a segue. That is that's an excellent segue. Go ahead, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. So the next band we're going to talk about is Blind Girls. Oh, shit, because I said Screamo. <laughs> yes, Levi, you, you manifested this. You truly did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Blind Girls are a... Excuse me, hold on. It's not quite They're there. not blind. <laughs> They're a Screamo quintet from Gold Coast, Australia. And they just released their second full-length album, The Weight of Everything, on March 26th via Zegama Beach Records, Life, Lair, Regret, and Left Hand label. And what I love about this band is that 
like their sound is definitely rooted in screamo and emo violence, if you will. I'm actually not even sure if I'm using that descriptor correctly, but uh, <laughs> I feel like I am. Yeah, no, no, you okay, are. Cool. You're ab- absolutely, absolutely. It is just, it is truly relentless screamo. D- d- I don't. You can put whatever you want on it, but it, it is what it is, man. But the thing about them is that they have these more explosive bouts that really just give them this crossover appeal to fans of mathcore. And as you know, that's my favorite kind of screamo, like Jerome's Dream. Loma Prieta, Sinza kind of style. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like mm-hmm. they're on that that kind of tip. But even that, I I, I describe that as just fucking good screamo. Yeah, totally. You know, um, you know, uh, the the I mean, because truly, what we're saying is just they're 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 they're, they're relentless, and then. Cause, I mean, specifically this album, holy fucking shit! Uh, there is very little let up in between these songs, mm. uh, in within the songs even. Uh, I, it's almost like forests being stuck where they are, and I'm like, damn, I wish they were here. But at least everybody there gets to enjoy forests. I feel the same way with Blind Girls. Um, I even remember trying to order their last album, and it was a little harder to get over here right off the bat. Uh, but I just, um, I really do think that Australia is very lucky to have a band like this. It, it's, I truly wish just blind girls were in the States so I could see them like a few times. I don't know too many like screamo bands from Australia, but I don't either. I, I, I don't. And also anybody out there, um, I mean, I probably just bug Dave from Zagma, but, uh, yeah, I need more Australian screamo. So <laughs> As we've talked about before, it's like the the bands that reach American ears from Australia, pound for pound, are like some of the best fucking bands that I've ever heard. Like every time I hear like a really good band that's like really pushing shit, like instrumentally speaking, like in terms of like technical ability, like you know, like when it comes to mathcore, there's a I mean, especially back in the aughts, like there's a good chance that they're Australian. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I mean, naturally, they have their, they have their, their they have their, even a bigger band there. They got the Parkway Drive that still fucking plays mm. shows and everything. So I, I'm pretty sure Australia's got some pretty nasty venues and shows. Um, but back to the Blind Girls, I do just want to say shout out David from Zagama Beach. I just I love that his hands are in this. Was really hoping and waiting for this new album. It came a lot faster than I thought it was going to. I just I truly enjoyed it. He knows how um, to pick them. I will. I'll fucking just name like three tracks, Memorial, Wish, In Circles, but truly just this whole album is, each track is like, let's just say a minute and 20 seconds of just good chaotic screamo. Um, not too chaotic in a disorientating thing, just relentless, I guess I would describe it more. Um, I definitely agree yeah, with you just, on Wish and In Circles, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wish is a mm-hmm. really strong opening to this album. Loving the pained vocals on the back end too. Really like kind of excruciating. <sighs> it's, yeah. And then yep. uh, there's like a chaotic math core section on the bridge too. So, you know, I was like, oh, I, I like this already. <laughs> Man, it's, it, it is, it is in a way, uh, I'm going to compare them to Heads or Zeros where mm-hmm. the Heads or Zeros did also have that chaotic screamo but with this math core approach as well. Definitely. Grind core um, even I, at I, times too. They, it's like they don't sound like each other, but they both are like screamo math core. There's know? some similarities to draw for sure. Similarities, yeah. yeah but I wouldn't say it's... I, I, I mean, I guess I'd do an FFO. I'd be like, yo, why this, not? this, but yeah, why not? 
Yeah, Nouveau Lascura is sort of a newer point of reference I would also throw in there. They definitely reminded me of them. Mm-hmm. You know the band, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. I got. Uh, I have uh, their last release. I have every variant, so it's all good. You're dude. hilarious. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, In Circles was great too. It's it's very short, but uh, the breakdown like groove that closes out that track fucking hits. So that's like one of the heaviest moments on the EP. You're right. I do forget about the breakdown kind of parts there. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Yeah, at the end of that track, there, there's a hitter for sure. I I feel like screamo is not even like breakdowns. It's more like fall apart parts. Totally. <laughs> That's like go down. I hear what you're saying. You know it's what I'm saying? Like a, it's like shit just crumbles. I don't mean like breakdown know? in like the tradi- traditional metalcore sense necessarily, although it kind of resembles that. Oftentimes, you know, that's why I say like breakdown-like or breakdown-esque to insinuate that it's like, yeah. you know, in metalcore, oftentimes they're playing such something that's like mid-tempo that you don't necessarily want to call it a breakdown, but they're like, you know, just riding the China symbol a little bit faster than usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Blind Girls definitely isn't going... <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? There ain't no fucking China counter or anything it's like not that. Hate, so it's it's not hate breed or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or um, fucking... Um, anyway. But, but I, I do feel that uh, it is Breakdown-esque where, you know, if I was there uh, at, at a live show and when the said fall apart piece comes, I will be throwing my fist to the ground and picking up some change so i would you know we have that what i'm speaking about is kind of at the end of marionette too that another short track um but uh the the the, like feedback breakdown like sequence at the end of that track also really hits too marionette uh the shape of harm thought that was pretty good too it's almost like a noise rock kind of cut they sort of uncharacteristic to the rest of the ep I think that my favorite track, though, was Robots Can't Tick Boxes. Fucking, honestly, so I will, man, you know what? That was a really good track. And also, I will say that it's probably my favorite title, if anything, <laughs> on the on the album. So I might just be with you on that one, bud. That might be my on, favorite. Based now. on song title back. alone. Yeah, well, I mean, no, song title and track. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, mm, okay, right, right. okay, okay. What I like about that track is that it just has that great, like, bendy riff on the intro. And uh, at the end of the track, they bring that opening riff back as, like, a breakdown, basically. And it's just, like, one of the best moments of the album. It's also got, like, a great, like, melodic post-hardcore section in the middle of the track, too. And the crescendo that brings out that closing part again, just it fucking it hits so hard when they bring back that same riff, just with like a different drum approach. Really like uh, simple, but just man, just hard hitting as hell. Fuck, man, I'm just so stoked that Blind Girls made another album. I just want to say that right now. Just fucking hell yeah. This is the shit. There were a couple tracks that I weren't, I, I, I weren't, <laughs> I weren't as clean, clean on that I wasn't as. as <laughs> <laughs> that I wasn't as fond of. Uh, dissociating while driving, I, I thought that was like up-tempo, but it just like didn't really like grip me as much. Um, Bright Sadness, kind of like back to basics on that one. Um, Memorial specifically, that was the one that I did not vibe with, though. I'm surprised you cite that. I feel like Why? I felt Tell like the, the riff on it was just like way too elementary to the point where it's like intellectually almost it felt beneath them, you know? <sighs> I'm pretty sure you know what riff I'm talking about. It's like a very yeah, I, I, I three chord uh, riff, in, you know. 
Okay, so once again, right in in layman's, you know, you're you're the guitar player. I am the not guitar player. I would almost describe that as like um simple and basic, like a simple basic riff. Yeah. Like in my head, I'm like, ah, oh, it's a bed, nah, it's a bedroom riff, yeah, is what I call that. Fuck. It's it's low hanging bottom fruit. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, we'll grab this one. It's pretty it's easy a, to grab. Like that it's kind a of bit thing. Of a, that, I do I do understand what you're saying. Bit a bit of a bedroom riff there, but yeah, I think overall this LP is is pretty goddamn strong. Like I'm looking at the track listing here, and there's like one, two, three, four, five, six tracks that I'm like. Seven tracks that I really, really like. The last one I want to just quickly bring up is You Will Learn to Feel Again. The opening of that track sounds like a kettle that's about to, like, boil over. And when the top comes off, it just explodes fucking everywhere. Or um, when you're, like, poking at, like, a hornet's nest. Do you do that? Do you do this? You're about to have your own personal Macaulay Culkin from uh, My Girl moment. <laughs> My Girl? Spoiler alert. <laughs> He died in that movie, got the way end. It was fucked up, man. It was fucked. If you haven't seen My Girl by now, then you're, you're missing out. <laughs> you're missing out. Yeah. You get to see a little boy die. <laughs> and what could be more uplifting? Um, but, yo, it's uh, it's truly just, uh, I, I just can't say enough. If you guys haven't listened to it, you need to listen to it. You need to probably go pick up the record as well uh, and support uh, this Australian band. Because, once again, just like Forrest, it's like, you know, they're, they're over there and... You gotta, if you want to give them love, got to buy some shit. You got to keep the, sign, the scene alive worldwide. Yeah, worldwide, absolutely. Right. International fucking DIY shit. Rising man. ships take shits, as they say. Yeah, for sh- do, do, is it, do we say is that? that, do we, is that I, what they say? I think it's what they say, yeah. I think okay. that's it. Right. The kids. You can right? tell them no. MathCore Index sent you. <laughs> but yeah, dude, uh, fucking... Um, uh, uh, Let's give them robots. You got to pick a track. You got to pick a track, but um, I would say, I'm, I'm, let's give them robots. That's the one. Yeah? yeah. All right. Let's do robots. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you. Robots can't tick boxes, which is track eight from the weight of everything, <laughs> which is Blind Girl's new LP, which mar- dropped on March twenty sixth. I almost said March thirty sixth. <laughs> Wouldn't have that been? That would have been hilarious. You're dude. You're you're a riot. You are the living end today. <laughs> the living I hate you. <laughs> uh, and that came out via Zegama Beach Records, Life Layer Regret, and Left Hand Label. Here we go.
So that was Robots Can't Tick Boxes, which is track eight from The Weight of Everything, which is Blind Girl's new LP, which dropped back in March. Via Zegama Beach Records, Life, Lair, Regret, and Left Hand Label. It's a lot of fucking... It's a lot of shit to say. It's a lot of good screamo fucking labels right there. It's Everybody. some pedigree. Even, and even with Forrest's mentioned earlier, Dog Nights, great screamo on there. Go support those labels. Mm. I think Dog Nights put out some Infant Island LPs too. Yeah, dude. Is yeah, that they got their fucking finger. Yeah, dude, they got their finger on the pulse, homie. They're fucking. They're on top of that shit over there. They are indeed. Let's see here. So the next band we're going to talk about is Thank You Driver. And uh, Thank You Driver are a mathcore quartet from Langley, British Columbia. And they just dropped their new EP, They Taught Us How to Read and Nom, on April 3rd. And holy shit, what a dynamite little EP it is. I can see why they... Whoa. Hmm? Wait, hey, can I interrupt? Yeah. Do we do we only have two American bands out of the six that we are talking about today? That's correct. Fucking top notch. Okay, anyways, had to interrupt, <laughs> apologize, move on. Oh, good. Yeah, very, this is a very international episode for sure. So yeah, uh, what a what a dynamite little EP. I can see why. I was just about to say I can see why they named it self-titled. That's kind of apt because they're like they stepped it up so much and changed their style so significantly from their last EP that they were like, "Hey, this is our new sound. Like this is what we sound I, like I, now." Dude, I noticed that immediately. It's top notch. Um, band, get back to us. I'm pretty sure that's what you guys meant. We don't want to, you know, insinuate that, but that's like that's. I do. I want to insinuate that. I'm pretty sure that's... Ah, okay. I think that's the case. I mean, because if you go and listen to their last EP, it's like fucking math rock, like emo, twinkly shit, dog. Like, it's not mathcore. It does not resemble what this EP is in the slightest at all. I will say that I came across the the older stuff first. I wanted to check it out. And then I went to the new stuff, and I was very relieved what I was going to be covering. (laughs) Not saying that the... The past wasn't good. I just really like these three Thank You Driver tracks. That's funny you say that because, yeah, I like I dislike the older material, but I think I had... I don't. Oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'd, like, I'd seen it previously online. I was just like, oh, this is another kind of like math rock crinkle band, and I sort of like moved on with my day. But mm-hmm. wow, when, when this came around, I was like, is this the same fucking band? And sure enough, on Bandcamp, it's the same, it's the same uh, people. Presumably, some of the same people. I would assume they may have gotten new members. Actually, I'm not 100 percent on that. But yeah, um, it's just very technical, very well composed, chaotic music, man, and very, very well executed as well. I agree. And it's not like it's just all abrasive. A lot of it is abrasive, especially that first track. But like, they really have a way of working in a lot of melodic elements too. Typically, like in like the it's kind of sort of deposited in the bridge of the song, like the middle of the song. But they uh, they bring out these more like melodic progressive metal kind of like flourishes here here and there as well. They're kind of difficult to pin down in terms of influence. Um, would you agree that you got a Fawn Limbs vibe from these guys in any way? No, not particularly. No? I would more readily compare it to. It's like you're getting your your bread and butter. Dillinger type mathcore blended with some like melodic prog. That's kind of how I would describe it, but with like more breakdown elements too. Uh, yeah, there's some breakdown elements going on. Like for sure, this reminds me of what like mid aught Sacramento bands sounded like, dude. Like 
embrace the end. They sound a lot like embrace the end to me. Maybe like a little less like balls to the wall technical and like crazy, but I I think a little less hardcore approach. Yeah, a little less hardcore on the metal side. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but I dude, I'm with you there. Absolutely. It's it, I mean, it's it's truly some amazing chaotic uh math core going on in a way, you know. Definitely. Uh I I um it's once again I'm a sucker for the fucking EPs, just nice and digestible. Three Love tracks. That the yep, three tracks, man, and they are all worth your fucking time. Every track is good. Yep. Yep. This is a very, very, very solid EP. Like one of the most promising mission statements, and you know, one of the best EPs of the year. Really eager to hear a full length of this material. Dude, absolutely. Um, I, I, I mean, right off the bat, I'm just gonna say right now that uh, my favorite track. Uh, would be uh, Rich in Bootstraps. Which has a great and music video, to, if you didn't see that. Yes, that's I'm a sucker for that video. But you got to pick one. You don't get to pick two or three. You got to pick one. I think that um, Rich in Bootstraps is... Uh, a, I think they're all really great songs, but, songs, rather. But I think that Interview with B. Rice is perhaps just a bit stronger, like, compositionally. It's sort of... Um, it's, yeah. And the reason I say that is because at the beginning of the track, it's just really fucking gripping. And I think that's what our listeners need to hear first is that just like insanely like chaotic yep. and super hard, hard hitting. Uh, that first track has really just got it. I mean, and it's got a bit of melodic material in it, too. But on um, the track that you're talking about, what is it again? I'm sorry. R- uh, rich in bootstraps. Uh, yeah. 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 Rich in bootstraps. Yes. The melodic material on that track didn't like hit me quite as well, even though I really like the track. It's just, I feel like, excuse me. Wow. This is what happens when I drink when we podcast. This is, uh, this is also why he can only drink three beers because this man's gut turns beer into gas in the craziest way. I don't even understand the amount of times I have tasted your burps in a room is, it is something else. So anyways, that's the sexiest thing you can do for a man, Levi. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so we're going to go ahead and play for you interview with B rice, which is track one from thank you drivers, new EP. They taught us how to read in nom. And that came out on February 25th. Here we go.
All right, so that was Interview with B. Rice, which is track one from Thank You Driver's new EP, They Taught Us How to Read in Nam, and that came out back in February. So the next band we're going to talk about is, the last band, that is, is Gray Sea. And Gray Sea are a four-piece mathcore band from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And they just released their debut EP, Under the Surface, on April 1st. And man, what, 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 this is a really strong fucking, strong EP. There, there's so much bouncy yep. groove to this record and just such, what, what I love about it is the instrumentals are so heavy, but at the same time, there's so much like sass and emotiveness and urgentness from the vocals. There is this newness of the early aughts that kind of gets me here. It's like this like hybridization kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Oh, man, this this really was a strong fucking release. I saw you sharing it, and I was very eager to cover it. I just, um, yeah, I, I really can't say too much. This is one that I was just like, I was blown away by it. I wasn't really able to dissect it too much. It just, uh, I was, I was stoked on this. Oh, man, I want to know where the the Gracie name comes from. If they're referring to like the like the jujitsu like fighting family or like or like Gray C, but then they put their the, the word like, I, the words together. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and limb and say it's not a jujitsu reference. You'd be fucking shocked. <laughs> sometimes, all right. Don't say that. Now, you, now it is. Now it is because you just said that. It's probably is. Why are all jujitsu MMA guys such fucking bootlickers? On that note, why does it have to be that way? Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, we gotta. Well, I shit. Have to, I have to politicize go, everything, uh, but yeah, it's like, why, what is with fucking MMA B, uh, BJJ guys fucking being so bootlicky? I don't know. I don't know. I I would say like the thing is why I say that if they are going that route, I think it's kind of cool because like it's just like all right, uh, tough guy. That that kind of thing is like calling yourself Bronze. Like you know your band's called Bronze and stuff. It's like oh, I get it. Like after the after the guy. I think the cover of the album is like a gray C. C. (laughs) Yeah, that's but but the thing is you'd be shocked still, like why they got the name, you know? But no, I would say it's probably a gray C. Gray C. Let us know. Get back to us. What is what is the origin of your your song? We keep saying this, but we'll get, we'll get you on the podcast. We haven't interviewed anybody in like two <laughs> years, but 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 hear me out. Hear me out. Why I'm saying this and why I'm even assuming all this in a positive way is because it this EP slams so fucking hard. Where I'm like, well, fuck. Maybe they named it after a goddamn fighting family. Like, holy fucking shit, this was ridiculous. Like, that it's because That's they're gonna going body with slam you, you with riffs yeah. and breakdowns. I don't think you body slam in jiu-jitsu, you, but yeah, it's just like, what the fuck, know. man? This is amazing. I just can't believe it. No, I feel like body slamming is just a pretty universal thing, you know. You pick them up and you I'm slam their sure body you can on the stone ground. Cold, <laughs> no, you can stone cold stunner somebody though in jujitsu. I know that's definitely uh, a move. I'm sure it sure. is. I'm, I think yeah. that's a technical yeah. term for it as well. Sharpshooter, mm-hmm. everybody. Sharpshooter, choke slam. All of them are there. Usually, you uh, fucking boop boop jujitsu. You know, so. <laughs> it's like parkour. You know, you just you, you <laughs> just say the word and then you're, you're doing it. You're doing it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that's how it works. Um, uh, yeah, but, uh, overall, man, uh, like I said, I, I don't have too much to say. I'm just gonna let you take the, uh, the wheel after this, but I've truly enjoyed, uh, track three, uh, the greatest weapon and the last, uh, track cleanse. Yeah. The greatest weapon is really good for sure. Uh, it's kind of a, no, no, it's the last track. Sorry. The, 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 the fourth track was cleanse. There's, mm, there's another one. Yeah. That. Cleanse oh, is, is track four. 
Yeah, the greatest weapon is definitely super good. Uh, liking, first of all, the anti-religious anthem sort of very catchy there. Uh, loving loving the disco beat that they employ there. That's kind of sort of harkening back to those those MySpace kind of bands. Um, and then the breakdown they close that out with is just is nasty. The, the breakdown in the groove. Yeah. Right? Yep. The breakdown in the groove. <laughs> um I'll accept something. I'll accept something not tough at all if you're going to double down at the end and give me something really tough. It's like if we go from a disco beat, you better give me a good fucking breakdown. You know? Yeah. There's plenty of that on this this uh, this EP. There's a lot of sort of um, kind of like sassy, dancey elements that reminded me of Heavy Heavy Lolo and Fear Before the March of Flames. Though I feel like that's a lot like one of their their biggest influences. I kept comparing them in my head to Kaunashi as well, just due to how shrieky the vocals can be all over the CP. They're so that's like one of like the, I think the defining characteristics of this band is is those those vocals. Kaunashi takes the fucking cake though in the in like the prepubescent screak screaks and screams that that individual. Yeah, has. I wouldn't describe it this as, as such. Intense. This is a little more mature no. sounding, but it's still got the same kind of. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. But nobody does it like Kaunashi, what I'm trying to say is. Well, you're right about that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but there's also some parts that are kind of like a bit every time I die, too. Like the, the beginning of the times, and I can't stress this enough, are a-changing. <laughs> that song title just sends <laughs> yeah. me for some reason. I don't know why. They're a-changing, I tell you. The, the times, and I cannot stress this enough. Um, yeah, that... It, it's just that's just funny. We have one of the most promising uh, new bands I've heard in the last couple of years for sure. This is this is some really good shit. The, the opener of this EP is is super good too. A very potent mission statement. Did my computer just crash? What just happened? Did Christian die? Am I back? You are, but I don't see you. But that's okay. I don't want to look at you anyways. But I can hear you. You can't see me, huh? No. What did you do? Oh, I see you. Hey, you. What's up? <laughs> anyway. Did Gracie hear us? <laughs> I think he did. He just came what and choke slammed my internet connection. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a, a karate he gave chop it a like fucking Gracie's karate do. chop and it just yep, stopped yeah. working. Classic jujitsu. Classic jujitsu. Chop, yep. chop, chop. Yep. Karate yep. chops. Yep. <laughs> you know how much they like that. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, um, uh, I, I don't even know where I was. What, I, I, what happened? <laughs> I hope this upsets you, snowflake MMA jujitsu guys. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if liberals said that kind of shit. Well, you have to do it in the southern tone. It just doesn't work any other way. You really got to have that little like twang that you were doing there. That's right. good. Well, yeah. I, you know, I grew up in the country where people fake that accent. You lived in Sonora. I know. That's California. what I'm saying. You it's like, mother. You are from God Sonora, California, sir. Why do you sound like you're from Arkansas? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Why do you have a cowboy hat on? It is 2022 right now. You are German <laughs> <laughs> and Irish. <laughs> God, Wolfson is fucking schooling us over here on jujitsu shit. Wolfson, I'm gonna give you a karate chop. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't. I'm not gonna get within thing. within. Uh, <laughs> what's what's the move again? <laughs> sharpshooter, classic sharpshooter. Where are they? Yep. That's so funny. Classic sharpshooter. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's the move. 
Anyway, what were we talking about? So, um, now that we've offended, potentially alien, wow, potentially alienated some of our listeners, I'm faded. Oh, I'm just going to say it. Yeah, and also, yeah. Uh, but uh, oh, Wilson uh, overall, will be okay. I, I, yeah, Wilson will be okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I said, I said, uh, you know, the greatest weapon and then cleanse for uh, my favorite tracks. Uh, wh- oh, yeah, cleanse. I, just quickly, I want to yeah. just touch on that very quickly because it's sort of a departure from the rest of the EP, isn't it? It's very. Um, yes. Yes. It's like way more melodic and like emotive. I mean, the rest of the EP is is emotive, certainly. But that track in particular, they like really like lean into a more. It's just I don't know. It's just way more like like melodic metalcore, I guess. And the the feel the feeling is in the title mm, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the the singing on that track is is pretty pretty good too. It nicely yep. counterpoints the screaming too. Something like this, where it's just a one timer, uh, it's definitely just a lovely palate cleanser. Um, I'll take a little singing in one track, bring it on. I think that uh, my favorite track overall, though, was nine nine nine. Call to us. I think that finisher, huh? Yeah, I think they close out this EP really, really strongly with that. It's like it's got to be at least the heaviest track on the EP, if anything. Def- definitely my favorite. There's just so many like switch ups you know they they just they change it up so many times and that the closing breakdown is just like it they it progressively it's one of those breakdowns that it gets progressively yeah. slower and slower and slower as it goes on and it's just it's kind of um it's a it's a device that just never gets old to me i guess <laughs> just like that symbol count as much as we don't want every band to have it but you know you hear you hear you know you're like Oh fucking shit! Whole fucking shit! Like that kind of thing, you know. Um, I want that sometimes. So, so um, I think we should we give should them give the closing. The... Yeah, fuck yeah, cool. let's do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure they even had a fucking single for this thing, but yeah, let's let's do the closer there. Great. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you. Nine nine nine. Call to us, which is track five from Gracie's debut EP which came out on April 1st here we go
You already the, gave him the chef's kiss, so like I, I feel like that was exactly the reaction that should happen after that. Like mm, 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 mm. the chat was going off too. Excuse me. Yep. So that was nine nine nine, call to us by Gray C, and that's off their debut EP Under the Surface, which came out on April first. So before we wrap this up, I just uh, want to thank everybody who made it to the end of this podcast. We love you guys very much. Uh, if you you liked what you heard, do us a solid and go follow us on Spotify and leave us five stars. Also leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what we do and you want to support us, go throw us a couple bucks on Patreon. You can get access to our livecast, uh, some other cool exclusive benefits as well. Uh, yo, shout out to our admins as well on the Discord. Uh, Always and forever. Just uh, being here. In particular, yep. in the chat right now, we got uh, New Chlorine, Only in the Morning, Still Cold 97, and Robert and Wolfson. I, I, should I name pew, 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 is, pew. Can I name you by name? Is that weird to like t- tell people you guys is your first name? I feel like nobody gives a shit. No one gives a shit. I'm going to give them your home address. Robert! I'm going to give out your socials since I already have. <laughs> <laughs> Math core index, bitch. <laughs> Robert, I don't know how to pronounce your actual Robert, so I just say. I always just Robert. say, Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job, Eric. Robert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robert. Uh, yo, uh, but yeah, uh, fucking uh, shout out to everybody that's always on here. Uh, just, we love you guys. This uh, town needs guns, Robert. We love it. TT and G. Oh, is that what it, no, it isn't. TT and G. No, that's not what it, I thought that's what it meant. TTG, yeah, this town needs guns. They, 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 yep. they, they changed their name because it was like it was too spicy, you know. They, they felt yeah. like they were too being too pro gun, I guess. Number twelve looks like Robert as well. Absolutely. Number twelve looks like Robert. All right, let's end this. Show. All right, all right. Now let's talk about Robert's username. Just a couple. <laughs> <of minutes>. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd like to troll Robert here. Let's go. Oh, you know, one more thing actually I'm going to plug before we, we wrap this up is Mathcore Index Fest uh, 2022 has been announced, as everybody knows, July 9th and 10th at Meat Kitchen Chicago. I was waiting for this. Yeah. Definitely go pick up your tickets to that. Um, and you can see Where the can f- they find the link, Christian? You can find it at mathcoreindex.com or on Beat Kitchen's website. Uh, he's got that uh, also. Don't you have it in the bio on uh, IG right now, too? Yeah, it's on. It's in, it's in yeah. link, link in bio right now. Lincoln Bio. Boom. Or 
on the internet. You sons of bitches, if I don't, if I do not see you in Chicago, I'm going to be very, very upset. <laughs> I'm going. Are you going? Levi's going to be gonna there. You're going to miss all the bands. Yeah. You're going to miss all the bands. But if, if you don't come, we are going to be filming it. But you should still come. I mean, maybe we're... No, yeah, we're no, not going to no, film no, it, I mean, actually. I changed my mind. You should come. You have to come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, um, Christian, have you ever been to Chicago? I've never been to Chicago, dog. Have you? Dude, we... Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've been there. Uh, I'm a oh, yeah. boy. Oh, but yeah. uh, we, we, we are going to not eat deep dish so much. We are going to avoid so much deep dish. Okay we that. are going to be... Yeah, that's yeah, the last thing I want, honestly. I'll eat a fucking hot dog for sure. Fuck. But Yeah, dude. I'll eat a hot dog. Fuck that shit. I don't, I don't need a fucking casserole basically <laughs> so. you don't need a lasagna pizza for the note we've alienated all jujitsu fans and uh, <laughs> yeah, dish fans right. this episode and i'm totally fine because that's that. a big so. that's a big cross section of our listenership is it's bjj and chicago deep dish pizza fans we've alienated yeah. them all yeah. wow this is dude i listen to this I, has taken I a turn gracie, i get juiced yep yep fucking tell you what man i get juiced on off gracie and i'm like fuck this fuck that fuck everything man oh uh, yeah I, I love spicy juice <laughs> anyway um well so this has been great uh we love you guys so much and uh with that i guess that about wraps it up for the 78th episode of MathCast. i'm your host christian and i'm your co-host levi and we'll be back again next month with some more 600 gram bands good night and stay beautiful stay beautiful